All right, welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. Today we have our first in-person interview with the newest Miami Marlin, Liberty High School, Missouri native, Carson Milbrandt. Carson, welcome to the podcast. Been, been a long time coming. Now that you're drafted, finally decided you were worthy enough to come on, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get this started. First of all, what has life been like since you got drafted by the Marlins? What have you been up to? Oh, uh, you know, just kind of relaxing, hanging with family, friends, you know, just soaking up the last few days in KC, but pretty... Pretty pretty exciting stuff, so it's kind of been relaxing. Uh, describe the the, the two day process with that draft. Were you were you nervous the entire time? Was it nice when you got picked? Were you relieved? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was pretty cool. But the first day, you know, invited some friends over and then it didn't happen, so that was kind of a bummer. But second day, you know, happened pretty early, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, that second day, I mean, I was there. I was one of the people there, so we'll have little inside details. But that second day there, I mean, it kind of just ramped up out of nowhere. Were you kind of realizing that all this was happening really quickly or did you kind of get lost in the moment and then you just got ended up being a Marlin? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was lucky enough that the Miami took me, but I was just kind of hoping to get picked and then it happened pretty fast. So, What was the pre-draft process like with all of these teams? Because like, I know in a lot of sports, guys sometimes either have deep conversations with the teams that get picked by or completely is out of the blue. Did you have many conversations with the Marlins or was this kind of just like, it just ended up happening. Yeah, so I met with him down at the draft combine in San Diego. That was that was in June. So, uh, but the area scout was really tight with me, and uh, he'd always talk a lot. So I wasn't really out of the blue, but it was yeah, kind of a little bit. I don't know. All right. Well, I want to know. I guess this kind of gets asked mostly with basketball and football. But did you get a- get asked any like really weird questions, like anything just like bizarre? Uh, there was one time a scout came to my house and he showed me a video of a naked baby playing a violin and he asked how this picture made me feel. And I was like, yeah, a little uncomfortable. And he's like, all right, man. Good. Glad you didn't like it. That was, yeah, a, that was, yeah. a, that was 100% the Royals. There's no way. And that's, the only fran- that's the only franchise I could see wasting their time doing that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so this will be out by the time you sign. But what was the decision process making to go to Vandy or to stay at the to or to go to the MLB. Yeah, I mean, obviously before the draft, you know, you got your agent, your family, you sit down, you pick a number, what's comfortable for you guys, and whatever team if they reach that number, then you just got to go and sign because that's the number you chose. Was it hard for the conversation with uh, Vanderbilt? Uh, no, the coaches are great and they they understood. So it was yeah, they're really good people. So <laughs> they, they they lost a lot of players. <laughs> they did. Yeah, Vandy. That, I was watching it, and every other pick is like Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. I'm like, yeah. it, not not Vanderbilt players. Vanderbilt commits. It's just kind of like, geez. Was it kind of? I, I don't want to say frustrating, but was it kind of like? I, I really don't even know the word. But what was it like to see so many Vandy commits go before you? Was it kind of like a proud moment for you? Was it? And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a disrespectful. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. But it was just kind of like. I would be like, if that were me, I'd be like anxious to hear my name. I'd be ready to go. I mean, we, we had our official visit and we all came pretty tight. So it's pretty cool to see all those guys go. I'm not trying to start beef between y'all. I was just, <laughs> no, I it's just a curious, you know, yeah. just a curious thing. All right. So the, the physical combine process and all that, um, was that, was that a little overwhelming for you? And then do you think that it, was it more uh, to help you or was it, did you feel like it was kind of useless in some ways? Uh, I mean, I just kind of, I just kind of was there. I didn't do much. I didn't do any like the jumping or anything. But uh, it's kind of, it's pretty much vacation. Met with a few teams. Yeah, just, there you go. Just chilled, so it's cool. Going back to like two years, I'd say that's when you started getting attention. 
and to now where you are, what would you say was like the moment that got your name on the big stage where people started realizing who you were? Yeah, so last summer I went to PDP, which is the top 96 high school players, and then I went to Area Code, and then U.S. Trials, which is the 40, they picked 40 of the 96 from PDP, but I think those three events were pretty big for me, helping my name get on the map. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it seemed like it happened fast, like this year, like Theo Epstein was watching you pitch, it all just kind of happened really fast. What was it like pitching with this many people watching you? Because most high school games, there's there's crowds, but there's not high-level MLB World Series winning personnel watching. What was that like, having those guys watch you even warm up in the bullpen? Yeah, I mean, the first time they came out, which is Ray Pack. Well, they came out the game uh, against Rockers was my first start. But at home, Ray Pack, I think that was one of those the most. There was like 50-some scouts there. But it was kind of nerve-wracking at first, but, you know, you kind of settle in and just Kind of. At the end of the day, you got to do your thing, go out there and compete. So. I saw the video of you warming up. I don't know what game it was, of you warming up, and there is a good 10, 20 people just staring at you. And I was like, that has to be like that has to be worse than pitching and having those people watch you because you're not loose. You're getting right. Like, that has to be the most intimidating thing. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, it's a little weird because you don't want to make yourself look bad. So you kind of. Kind of not much, not much room to mess up. So yeah. Yeah. Well, to add on that, you said you got used to it. Did you ever feel like that could elevate you too? Like did that that help? I you mean, out? it just it definitely is like is like bottom line, you got to compete and show like your stuff because there are high MLB teams there. So mm -hmm. I would yeah, I'd say it helped a little bit. Yeah. So going from high school back to the draft you are heading out to Miami soon what is that process going to look like like what are you doing when you get down there do you go straight to ball yeah so I'm not sure what they're gonna do to me it's like, do with me I guess but, uh, I go down to so I go down to Jupiter and that's that's where the a ball is at so you know just hang on there but I come back at the end of August so yeah I do think that that's kind of something that all around the league that with every other sport, guys that get drafted, kind of you know where they end up. They play pretty quickly. Baseball, it's kind of an interesting, yeah. you know, you don't see those guys for a while. I mean, realistically, what are your goals for the rest of this year? Um, I mean, do you have any set goals for the rest of this year before you head into 2023? I mean, obviously, I'm trying to make the – trying to move up as fast as possible. So, I'm right. trying to get stronger and add some weight. Yeah, I don't want to go back to draft interviews here, but for people that aren't familiar, how would you describe yourself as a player? Like strengths, weaknesses, that type of thing? Uh, yeah, I just a lot of scouts say I'm athletic because I played basketball as well, so more athletic on the mound than a few other people, but uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just subtle, don't know. Subtle, subtle play. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, I mean, the fastball is pretty nice. I thought you'd go on to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's what stands out for me at least. Yeah. Going into the draft day, was there any expectations that were you were told that you that didn't come true? Not really. Just kind of, I thought I'd be With, maybe like a without outing a team. Yeah, but yeah. just you know. Yeah, it's not really. It's gonna watch really. the draft. Did Did you get picked around where you thought you would get picked? Did you think eighty five was about the right spot yeah. for you? Because I know there was leading up. I was watching kind of like beginning of the second round. I was like, all right, this is probably this is a start of where he might end up going yeah and then i was i mean i was bummed to see you not go but i mean you went what the fifth pick of day two yeah was that about what you guys expected yeah i mean from any sky talk to you from round two to round like five so anywhere in between there pretty much i want to just wonder any of the other draftees did you uh you become friends with anyone anyone big in particular 
Well, like like I said, at the visit, uh, Drew Jones, Vandy guy, so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. number two overall. Yeah. And then yep. Jackson yep. Holiday was on my area code team, so gotcha. I played with him a little. I played with a little bit of everyone, all those yeah. high school kids. So to the city of Liberty, knowing that you're probably one of the bigger names to come out of Liberty High School, what does that mean to leave that kind of like legacy for the city of Liberty and I guess the city of Kansas City? Because I'd say this is one of the bigger stories. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool because you grow up, you know, you're watching Liberty basketball, Liberty baseball, football, so to kind of just leave your legacy there. And I think all our, like our senior class and the seniors before us, but like we won a state, state championship my junior year, so we all left our own legacy, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, speaking about the legacy you left at Liberty, I mean, you guys did win a state championship in this past year. You weren't able to win. You weren't able to repeat. But what about this past year, your senior year, do you feel like you improved upon the most as a player overall? My hitting. Hitting? <laughs> I hit like crap last year, and I hit like 400 this year. Like, well, well, the MLB, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think unfortunately, you're gonna be like I will be unfortunately, the MLB got rid of that, uh, unless you're going to be Shohei. But, yeah, I mean, they, they did not – you would have been hitting with the Marlins, but they got rid of I it. Know. That's okay. I don't know if I want to see a hundred <laughs> Are you going to miss gracing the uh, the Liberty uniform? Basketball and baseball legend? I miss basketball a lot. <laughs> Couldn't stay away, could you? Uh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know you said, or I know coming into your senior year, I didn't know if you were going to play or not. And then you did end up playing. Yeah. What what was what was that decision like? Because obviously there's a, there's a risk there. You yeah. know, you're going... You have hype around you for baseball to play basketball, which the odds of an injury in basketball are probably higher than baseball. Yeah. What What was the thought process there of ending up playing? Oh, uh, I mean, I talked to a few scouts, and obviously the head coach Roger Sturts was pretty heavily on me, so uh, had a few conversations with those guys, and you know, I kind of talked like you can get hurt crossing the street just like walking. So yeah. Just like if you want to do it, go do it. Like can't really regret it. So. Looking back to what junior year you committed to Mizzou and then decommitted, looking back at it, do you feel like I know you didn't end up going to Vandy, but not being locked into one school, do you think that kind of helped your draft interviews and like this whole process? It helped you further not being locked into one school already your junior year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but like, because like either way, I just would have done the same stuff leading up, you know, gotten better and better. Well, I didn't know if you meant like because I didn't know if schools also would like be talking to scouts saying like, "Hey, have you seen this kid?" And oh, since yeah, you're I already mean, being locked down, no one really could find you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like Vanderbilt, you yeah, you hear Vandy commit, and you obviously, yeah, I think it kind of gives you a high profile yeah. just because they're a good school. No offense, like. I'm- as your friend, I'm glad you didn't go to Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, as, as three yeah, as three big Mizzou heads, it was like good, we're like curse. we're like good for him, good for him. He, he's going to the better school. When you told me I was making you edit, and you said Mizzou, I was there was bittersweet for me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh boy, here we go. When you decommitted, I was like, that hurts for them, but probably the right move for Car. I mean, if that and then you got to go to Van, well, didn't get to go to Vandy, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But talking about that decision, kind of baseball is a little different than basketball and football in the sense that. You could have either gone to college or you could have gone to the pros like you're going to end up doing. Yeah. What was the conversation like with teams about that? Because surely they were interested in, hey, how committed are you to Vanderbilt? And depending on where we pick you, would you go here or would you go to Vanderbilt? What was that like? Yeah, so I mean, like, so obviously Vanderbilt, like, it's not, like, can't really go wrong with either option or a pro ball. Or right. Going to develop and getting an education. So, like, people kind of called it a hard sign just because, like, 
they thought I would have gone to Vanderbilt because like it is a good good place to be. It but, is Vanderbilt, yeah. You know, we all we all sat down with our we picked the number like I said and like reached the number. So yeah, would, did you get the feeling leading up to draft day that you would get the number you were looking for? I kind of knew a little yeah. bit because my agent Scott, he's he's a good guy and he works his butt off for me, so I kind of figured he'd be pushing for me and. He did, so. Yeah. You went down to Vanderbilt for a week. Yes. When you were there at that week, did anything, like, change in your mind? Like, I don't know. What was your mindset going into that week on Pro Bowl or Vanderbilt and then leaving? Did it change with how you experienced that week? I mean, not necessarily because I, I really liked my official and I really liked the week I was down there. You know, it's awesome facilities. They have a camp at the time that was down there, so you got to hang out with, like, little kids, you know, and just sign some balls, stuff like that, but. It was really cool down there, and I really liked it. But at the end of the day, you know, the number was reached, so can't wait. Yes. Have you had any Marlins reach out to you yet? Any pros? Anybody in the organization? No. Not, not yet, yet. Not, not yet. yet. Have the Marlins followed you? No. But the MLB does. MLB. The MLB does. That's MLB it. That's follows even. a lot of people. Thank you, John, for. Hey. We just gotta say they don't follow us. They, they don't follow they you. Don't follow us. Yes. I wasn't saying it like that. I'm just saying the the Marlins need to show some respect. No, I was looking at the Marlins uh, Instagram and Twitter page, waiting for them to like put the graphic up with their third, like their third through that Matt round picks, and I never saw it. And I was like, damn, I was ready to retweet that. But you're, you're just gonna you just have to prove them. You're just got the show. You'll get that yes. follow. Who's gonna Who's gonna have better fashion? You or Jazz? Yes. <laughs> Jazz. Can't beat that. No, you gotta you gotta work for that. That's the standard there now. It's Miami. You gotta get my drip up. Yeah, how excited are you just in general to go to Miami? Because no offense to some other cities, but Miami's a pretty cool place to go, all things considered. Yeah, I mean it's nice weather. I mean you can't really complain. It's a cool place to be. Yeah, yeah. I, on the subject of you decommitting from Mizzou and we said you were glad, throughout the whole draft I was like, I hope the Royals don't pick him. He's gonna be <laughs> I wasn't telling you this. He's uh, <laughs> just messaging me like, please God, don't No, every Royals. time the Royals were up, I was a little nervous. Not that I didn't want to see you play, but you know, I want you to do well. The Royals, <laughs> the Royals just don't have a great track record of developing pitching. And it was like, yeah. I don't know if I trust the current guys in their organization as much as I would trust yeah. other organizations. <laughs> yeah, but was any part of you a little bit hopeful that you would get to stay close? I mean, I don't know. You can't, and you can't yeah. really. It is what it is. You can't complain. It is what it is. Team drafts, you're, like, you're, like, you're yeah. just thankful for the opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. Just can't really complain. And they hit the number, so exactly. that's what they got to do. Yeah. <laughs> do we have anything else? Because I think we all know the one question remaining. What's the one question? Oh, when we know yeah. the one question all right. That'll take up more time. This would probably be the, yeah, this would probably take up more time because I think you either have, you will have a Have we asked answer. him this yet? No, no you haven't been on All right. Every guest we interview. We end the interview with this. Who wins in a fight? 30 10 year olds or one Conor McGregor? No Conor rules. McGregor. We disagree. Thank you. Thank Conor you. It, Even, like, are they all attacking like the same thing? Yeah. yeah they, it's not like it's not like Conor and then a 10 year old and then okay. a 10 year old. Yeah, it's not like we're, we're not talking though. This is an Have average. Have you seen how small a 10 year old is though? And this is an it's average. Small. Okay, let me let me say this. I did change it up for my buddy. What if we went to the IMG Academy and got the Ten or eleven year olds, like those are like peak athletes. No, 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 that's not like, what the question yeah, that's is. That's not what the okay, question is. We're talking about the thirty, you know, random. You get a fourth grade. I went to Shoal Creek and I got fourth grade. Thank you. Connor McGregor is gonna kill. Like he's gonna be. Okay, but you need to tell me 
If it's gotta, one octagon and you got 30 and, kids around And you. they understand, like, the, look, the scenario we said is that these are robots that understand things in an actual situation. But they, they know, we, yeah. they know We're they will die happening. if they lose. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Timmy's gotta, gotta put his <laughs> life on the line. <laughs> it's only like, I feel like you want to take, like, one punch to knock down it. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but yeah, as one, t- one kid takes a punch, one kid goes grabs Connor where no man wants to be grabbed. And then Connor could just like shove him off. Yeah, like it's not. I say you're at recess, big octagon. You can get some wood chips, shove them in his eyes. Okay, and now we can use external forces because yeah. yeah, see that's where McGregor's smart enough to do that too. Like we're well, using... McGregor can't. Kids, oh. kids get recess. See now you you know you're wrong, and that's why you're adding all these extra rules because you know you're wrong. This is like the gorilla versus the what was the mountain lion the or grizzly bear. The grizzly versus if, the gorilla. If you say the gorilla. You're insane. It's the gorilla! No, dude! Have you seen how much bigger grizzly bear... See, now we're just turning into this. Yeah, I mean, this is what it ends up yeah, counting. Yeah, yeah. We, no. we get the grizzly bear about. has it all day. What would you do, grizzly bear or gorilla? Yeah. How big is a gorilla? Just the average gorilla. Average gorilla. Size of a gorilla. We'll say an average gorilla versus an average... Silverback. Okay, you we'll know, say an average... Av- <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, gorilla. It's got hands, bro. I don't know they how big a grizzly bear They can punch. A grizzly bear has claws. Come on! It doesn't stand on its two on its two legs. That's no, where I think it's way advantage. bigger. I don't think y'all realize how. Big I think, those but are. I don't think you understand how strong Gorilla is. Let's just let's just pull some numbers up. <laughs> some right. number we're getting stats. We didn't pull up Carson's stats one time when we were talking about baseball, yeah, but he's pulling up. Pull up he's pulling up these stats. Yeah, anyone who's listened to this podcast before will not be surprised by this at all. <laughs> it, it gets off the track sometimes. <laughs> Okay, a brown bear gets up to, or a grizzly bear, gets up to 1,300 pounds, all right? A gorilla's strong. You know how much a gorilla weighs? How much? 300 pounds. No. You want to tell me a 300-pound dog? That is so wrong. That's fake stuff. If I go to the zoo and get the silverback gorilla, 1,300, adult. It says 180. Yeah, that's when it's little. That's when it's a baby, all right? So then we go to the gorilla, 300. Oh, but he didn't say enough to 500. Yeah, okay, up to 500. Up. All, right, all right, up to 500. But it can stand on two feet. That's such an advantage. Is it? If they just punches it in the face. And like, yeah. Punch it, yeah. Bro, what if it gets caught in the eye? What's, punch what's, back look up what, well, look up which animal's smarter. That that I would like to know. I mean, okay, now we're just getting That's yeah. not really no, possible. I feel like you could look it up. And like a gorilla might have a higher IQ than the average. Yeah, that, there's probably a YouTube video or like a dark there's web video. Definitely, there's a dark web video of this fight. Dark web? Okay. We don't need to go there. Well, I'm not saying this we'll is not going to be on YouTube. We'll have to watch some in-depth analysis and then see how we all feel afterwards. But I'm, I feel like y'all are underestimating the strength of a grizzly bear. I think you're talking about a... And, and, they got like thick, thick... <laughs> Thick skin and okay. that big layer. If you shoot Thick. a gorilla, all right, it's dead. All right, but if you shoot a grizzly we bear, to it's gonna keep going. John. Oh, you know the other thing we need. We need to do with Carson what we did with Nick Heath, where if he signed. Oh yeah. What was the contract? We also have a. We have to have you sign a contract for us too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah if, if you if you get the Mike Trout Mike Trout deal, you owe or us. Bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Or, if you get the Mike Trout deal or bigger, you owe the podcast a million dollars. Not us three individually. Just yeah, not total. signing that. If you do, if though, you get ten years, four hundred fifty million. You owe us a million, us a million dollars. Yeah, that's, better than other. Podcasts. I think that's fair. I think that we Nick, say that Nick with Keith, everybody. Uh, Royals minor league outfielder. No offense, to Nick, that. but I think we have slightly better odds here. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We, if we get enough, hit on Nick. Nick's the well, next no, Nick was, if we Nick get enough a... prospects and players on this podcast, it's going to hit eventually. This is like playing the lottery. I should have said that you don't have a contract. I mean, five hundred thousand dollars. I mean, you're, I mean, you're I rookie. Didn't sign my contract. <laughs> your rookie deal is probably going to be around the Mike Trout deal. I would assume, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No. Okay. Well, 
I think that's it. We appreciate you coming on. I know no. John just got off the rails talking about the yeah. and shooting them. Hey, y'all ganged up on me, went three on one with the gorillas. I had to defend myself, all right? I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can't just sneak that one by me. So. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. That's enough. Yeah. Thank you, Carson, for Thanks. coming on. Yeah. First in-person interview. That was... Probably the last one. It was an experiment. <laughs> no, it won't be the last one. It won't be the last one. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out later down yeah, the line. Until this yeah, doesn't this, work. This this be set up. <laughs> if you're actually watching this interview, it's a miracle. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> okay, John. Enough, enough. John's been just hating on everyone. Yeah, John's been a hater today. He's just been on his You're time. like, well, the MLB follows everybody. <laughs> you've been, you've been hey, a hater all so day. So is the guy that asked him the question that I said as a joke yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. You literally asked him. <laughs> Alright, we're done, we're done. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you on next episode. Alright, well, John.